deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girlbomb. Girlbomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girlbomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girlbomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Here I am. I feel like my voice has become clearer since the canker sores. Like usually there's a hello, but it's like hello. However, more, uh, more, just a little bit more juicy <laughs> talk um hi if you're just joining us for the first time i have canker sores um in my mouth and boy it's i, I mean i've suffered with like sores in my mouth for like a not a lot like it's always it's been like it like canker sores as a kid and then i used to chew gum so much that um i would develop like abrasions in my mouth because I was just so addicted to gum. I don't chew it anymore. But um, and then that I had to have surgery on my tongue to remove that. And then now this I have never gotten these this 
medicine I got yesterday from my ortho, Donist. <laughs> Orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> um, called Dibacterol. Um, if you have ganker sores and you've ever used Dibacterol, holy fuck. It is the most painful thing I've ever... I mean, it's right up there with the biggest... The um, migraines. Like, that is always my reference for, like, the worst pain I've ever felt. And one time when I had my... um, When I had a, a colposcopy, that's where they, like, do a biopsy oh. of your um, uterus, I guess. Cervix, something up mm -hmm. there. And they're like, it's just going to be a little snip. And I blacked out from the pain. It was just so severe. Um... What's the worst pain you've ever had, Noah? I think a coposcopy because it's it's like a pressure like this in a location that I didn't ever think I could you feel didn't any even know pressure. You could feel things down there. Yeah, and it and just knowing that you're getting stuff snipped. Mm. The visuals alone are just terrifying. Yes, um, that's so much of pain too. Is when I learned from reading that book called Healing Back Pain that so much of our pain obviously comes from our brain that's where it's like processed and if you you know you're where whatever's happening in your back like already hurts but when you hear words like pinch nerve or slip disc or bulging disc and you just picture this disc being like crunched or this nerve being pinched it the visual of that description makes you in more pain thus chiropractors and back doctors who want to sell you surgeries uh they don't even know they're doing it but they're selling you pain when they describe things like that and then it makes their job more justified no offense to back doctors out there some of you do great work but a lot of these like things it's just it's so interesting when you kind of unpack what pain is because there's this amazing meditation on the waking up app about dealing with pain and it's like you're supposed like pain you're supposed to think of as like a separate thing and be like curious about your pain like if you're going through pain right now like think about your pain radiating from that space and think a bit like what is it like why am i feeling it like what and then there's some he even says Sam Harris says that there are situations where you can be so mindful that pain you can handle any form of pain and sit there like placidly i think that's like you know when those monks self-emoliate and set themselves on fire and they just sit there peacefully. That's like almost kind of what they're dealing with. But man, going through this, if you're someone who suffers chronic pain out there, shout out. How do you, how are you a pleasant person? How are you a functioning person? I mean, I, everything falls by the wayside when I have this canker sore pain. It's so funny that like, oh, I can't write today. I can't do that call and I feel justified in it. I can't fold my, I can't do my laundry. Everything feels insurmountable. I can't be in a good mood. I can't be nice to this person. I can't even process emotional pain that is coming from other areas accurately. Like yesterday I got so upset about, I got depressed, honestly, um, about some relationships in my life that I wasn't even seeing clearly because I was seeing it through a lens of canker sore pain. Like I was just so sad about the pain in my mouth and feeling alone with it and no one's nurturing me. No one's taking care of me. I have to do this all myself even though my mom didn't, did go and get the, the Bacterol from the doctor which was so nice of her. 
But you know, sometimes I just want someone to like put their arm around me when I'm like sick or just like let me cry about my canker sore pain, which it feels ridiculous to cry about a little cankies. But man, you apply this to Bacterol, blinding pain, shaking, tears running down my face. And you have to do it yourself because you don't have a loved one. Um, that's what it says on the instructions. If you don't have a boyfriend, you're on your own, bitch. Just tough it out like you're cutting off your own fucking arm under a boulder. Um, that's truly how it felt. I was watching YouTube videos of people doing it and just trying to get any kind of sympathy of like, this is not just me, right? This is like so painful. It cauterizes essentially the wound so that it kills the nerves so that it can heal without you crying constantly. I mean, I'm trying numbing agents. I'm trying little patches. I think it's getting better. I woke up today, like kind of moved my tongue to be like, eh? Eh? Is it still there? <laughs> Do you, if you go to bed with migraines ever, that's what I wake up. I, I, I always get migraines when I'm like falling asleep. And then sleep is the only thing that will like repair it. And whenever I wake up after a horrible migraine sesh, I open my eyes kind of like, is it gone? Is the dust settled? But this morning I felt that way and I was like, oh my God, it's gone. And then I was like, ah, I like ripped out my mouth, mouth guard and it like struck one of the ulcers. I'm sorry to talk about it so much. I really like, I promise you I'm not a baby when it comes to pain. And even if I were a baby when it comes to pain, it doesn't matter because I'm feeling pain, right? Like I think I always like to go, no, no, this, I actually deserve to feel this, you guys, because I have a really high pain threshold. And so like, just trust me because but even if you know I didn't and it hurt like who cares it hurts and I'm trying everything I can to make it not hurt I don't want to be this way I love how I have to justify my own pain to myself <laughs> mm. <laughs> no do you get canker sores ever no no canker sores no cold sores have you ever had me. one no I've never had one. Ooh, that's interesting they have like a taste to them. I, I mean, most people get canker sores. And it is so interesting that there's, I have no shame in admitting I have canker sores, but any other mouth sore, I mean, kill me before I mention it on, you know, YouTube, wherever we are. Um, I look like shit today too. Um, and that's not me being like, please tell me I'm beautiful. Uh, I took a, I, I needed sleep because canker sores are a result of stress, lack of sleep, and I just haven't been able to sleep that much recently. Not because I'm like, I want to sleep and I can't. I just like don't want to sleep. Um, what are you doing instead of sleeping? Uh, being on my phone, Reddit. Mm. And like, you know, you know the best thing to sleep though? Anyone who complains about sleep, including Nikki Glazer, pull up a book. I mean, that's for me. I pull up a book on my phone. Read a book and you will be sleeping within no time. It's always the answer and it never seems like what I want it to be. This is my last resort. What do you do when you're not sleeping, Noah? Um, reading. And um, on my iBook app, I have it in scrolling mode. And I feel like the scrolling makes my eyes roll to the back of my head eventually. Oh, yeah. Because you're like, Ugh. Instead of flipping, Ugh. I just do the scroll up and it just i love that you do the iBook on your phone on your phone or ipad on my phone <laughs> yeah did you get that from me um or I were think... you always reading on your phone 
Well, I, I started reading on my phone when we on in the U Up days because I just needed to read a lot, like all the books that we were talking about on the oh show. Oh my god, yes! And it was just a great way of reading everywhere. Yes, it is. I, I that's that's when people buy me books, I go, please don't. I just I I only read on my phone. I don't think a lot of people read on their phone, but people got to understand it's a great place to read. People always read on their iPads or whatever. It's like, why do we need a lot of? You read on your phone all the time. You read articles. You read tweets. I like um, it because I can yeah. search for stuff. So if we're like referencing something from the book, I can just go in the search and find it. Yes. That's what I like about it too. Let's sell people on this. You can all, here's some negatives. Um, you don't get to see your progress as much where you're like, oh, I'm holding this big piece of fucking chunky book that I already f- finished. You don't get the, the cover. doesn't come up. Do you ever find though, Noah, do you use the iBook app? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you ever find that text sometimes fucks up and like, kind of like will all go to the side or it like chops in half? That might just no. be me because I read with really big font. No, you oh, never find that. No, no, I read uh, smaller font. Really? Yeah. Okay. I read like super big font, but um, sometimes that's a problem. But I make my page black, and then yep. the writing is like a, you know, sepia. So it's like very soothing to the eyes. And I swear to God, I can't get through. I'm still reading Cupid's Poison Arrow and um, still learning so much. I realize I don't have to get a degree if I want to become self-helpy. I can read a bunch of books and then I can bring those experts on to my sh- like to my thing and like just reference them. I mean, my my act right now, the special that I'm preparing is turning into it really is getting to I do which I haven't even finished that book because I, the, I just never got around to it. But I'm just g- telling girls what I found in that book and how I've used it in my life, even though I've read a third of it. I'm really excited for you to see it, Noah. I hope I get it right. And I want you to go in and go, mm, this part, not good. This, you know, maybe we should change this. The only thing I'm, I'm you know, backing up against is the notion that you know, I, I think I have like an actually good reason and I share with women a good reason to not have sex too soon. Now, I know in the book she says, don't let them in your mouth, your vagina or your a-hole until you get a commitment. But I say, just not your vagina. Like that, I think, has been working for me. I make a good argument, but I just feel like girls are like, but I want to have sex. I like it. And like, I make a pretty good argument for like, okay, you can't, you just don't get to do things because you like it. Like, it's not a good enough excuse. Like, sometimes things you like don't, you know, eating all the food in your pantry, sometimes it would be a good idea, but that's not going to like make your life better. So you don't get to always do it. Punching people in the face is sometimes seems like the best a thing you'd like to do and you don't do it. Um, you know, th- I could go on and on with stuff all day long or impulsively. We're like, but I like it oh okay okay then murder that person you know this is how we get road rage and stuff is people don't don't stop themselves before the i want to and then but what but what someone brought up to me was like you i had said this weekend i go learn how to respect yourselves by like having boundaries and my friend had said i don't think you should make it a thing about women respecting themselves because some women that want to have sex freely they would argue that's respecting themselves. And I'm like, well, if it's not getting you the results you want every time you sleep with someone just because you want to, 
I'm not saying you don't respect your, I think people have a really hard time admitting that they might have low self-esteem and I don't have so much of a problem with that and I have to find a way to communicate to those women who might go no I don't I love myself and it's like doesn't mean it's bad if you don't like yours like we all have low self-esteem we were born women like that's what society makes us feel so how do I get to them how do I communicate with women who are really don't want are really because I don't relate to that I don't relate to I love going I have low self-esteem it's like okay that's fine um it almost acknowledges I'm better than I think I am it's almost like kind of a, a brag uh do you know what I'm saying Noah yeah I'm wondering though if maybe through the rest of what you're talking about if finally there could be that point where they are like okay wait that does kind of sound like what I'm going through yeah I mean I I because ultimately if we're not getting what we want out of relationships and also um to what your friend was saying if if a woman just wants to go out and just hook up and she's not interested in a relationship, that's a different conversation. Totally I think different. what you're talking about is for women who are having a hard time finding a partner and just having, you know, a, an easygoing, functioning relationship. That That's the distinction I need to make is, and then I also need to make the distinction of, honey, I know you think that you don't, that you're fine having casual sex no strings attached. Women want to be able to approach sex the same way men do. And then you get into the gender, like, well, you know, you get into the thing of like, there are some women that are that are okay with it. There's a small percentage of women that can have casual sex that have more, that have a more masculine kind of essence. I don't know, there's some places, but those women, and I feel guilty about only speaking to, towards the heteronormative experience. And I, I promise all my listeners that I will get real gay pretty soon, queer, whatever you want to say. It's going to happen. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in a relationship yet. This is all not working <laughs> for me. I'll eventually be there and have lots to comment. Um, well, did you hear no, that? I, I, um, I'm sorry. Did, did you hear about Elvira coming out? The woman really? that plays Elvira? She's been a lesbian for many many years i'm I'm sorry the whole time she hasn't been a lesbian she's been in a relationship with a woman but she doesn't um identify as a as a lesbian she just fell in love with the woman she's just it was beautiful you know what great i love that like you don't have to just because you date a woman doesn't mean you're like i'm gay and that's and not that there's anything wrong with being gay truly like it's just like and then people get hung up on like I'm pansexual I, and people get go what is that just stop it just be gay or whatever it's like let people be whatever the fuck they want who cares kind of do a really big debate not really big but man I have so much to say I'm gonna bring in um the virtuoso and we'll get into why I'm calling him that uh right now so uh one second let's bring him in and we'll pick right back up Andrew! As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, 
or scheduling some me time. Self-care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power. The kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good, and there's nothing more empowering than that. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, Andrew. Yo. How'd you sleep? Pretty good. Pretty good. I called you the virtuoso before I brought you in. uh, Oh, you told them about the... uh, I haven't told them. I just go... Because I was about to get into some stuff, and I go, you know what? Let's bring Andrew in here for this. Uh, Why are you the virtuoso? Because I think, like, uh, I'm just so great at comedy. (laughs) Oh, the Myers-Briggs. Well, I found out it's not Myers-Briggs. It's called 16personalities.com. And it's not Myers-Briggs, but it's it's damn close, but it's not officially Myers-Briggs. Um if it's such a fun quiz i really recommend all the besties go do it and with their other friends and their people mm-hmm. that you are work with or pe- your partner you find out a lot about the people you you probably will end up having more empathy for them when you figure out yes. oh this is where they're coming from this is why 
why they are the way they are and oh this is why they act the way they act it almost like because you you read about this characterization of the person and then you for me it was like oh my god I, when i read mine my breakdown of my person can we say who you are yeah three two one the commander Con- uh, commander <laughs> the commander which, pretty much if it's a female version it's the cunt and if you're a man you're just a boss yeah you're the commander of the ship and if you're the woman you're the fucking uh you know we were both very Hillary. small percentages of uh people of that society. are that steve jobs was a commander and noah was a mediator which a lot of people in my life are mediators right yep are you a mediator yeah, I was. So commander of me to out you. She's very mediator on this show. I mean, it does I fit mean, her. As soon it's... as I heard, I didn't even know that was one of the classifications. And when she told us that, because I go, Noah, please do this. I want to know what you are. And I wanted you to do it with Avi. You guys were both mediators, right? No, he's commander, which makes oh, perfect sense. Oh, he's commander. Sense. That's right. Yes. Oh, wow. It's it's so interesting. Uh, he's the only other commander I've met since doling this test out to everyone. There can Avi only and I got to get together and yeah. conquer some uh, <laughs> you know, indigenous islands. Um, I the so this Myers Briggs thing is pretty much those tests that you hear like I'm an ENJF or I'm a CUNT or whatever, <laughs> and I I don't really know what the letters all mean. I retook the test the other day and I got a different one, which oh. was interesting because I and then I read all about it and I I related to it less. Although there were pieces of it that you know I think I'm s- commander slash debater, but what I found. And what I wanted to talk about that got me into this was that with a commander, and especially with a debater, I feel closer to people when they engage in like an argument or like, you know, I don't, one of the questions on the test was, do you like to watch people fight? I do not like to watch people fight, like in, you know, with their words. But I do enjoy when some, I feel closer to people and loved when they go head to head with me and try to like, May, try to prove me wrong and I get to like engage and a lot of times commanders don't realize this and I found this out through reading the thing and I actually gave this exact advice to, I like I'm kind of I, I was proud of myself because a couple weeks ago I was dealing with a friend whose friend who she was dealing with has a commander type personality where is always picking like arguments and my friend tends to just shut down and give and just be like okay you're gonna win all the time so I'm just not even gonna say anything I may have mentioned this on the show sorry to repeat myself but I told her, I go, I relate to this person you're talking about, even though I don't want to because she seems awful, but mm-hmm. I relate to this person. And I have to say when people shut down, when I'm trying to go, why did you do that? Or like, what? No, it's this way. And they just go, okay. I know that they don't think that I'm right. I know that they're just like, you're crazy and I'm done with it. <laughs> and it's, uh, I feel sad, uh, like not not seen not heard it makes me feel like and i I have to acknowledge that people don't want to fight with me so i have to first of all work on that kind of confrontation style if i want people to debate with me i have to go about it with a different tone but i also want people in my life to know that when i come at you like that it's not like it's it's that's a weird fucking way i show love or like want to get closer to people because if i don't like you i generally as a i guess not as a commander but just as a pussy (laughs) I I don't want to talk. To, yeah. I don't want to even engage with you. Like I, there are certain people that I like don't like. Like, and I would be scared to debate them because I just 
I just don't not because I feel like I'd lose, but because I feel like they're idiots. And well, like do you I feel won't like win you're against a an commander idiot. where you feel like you have the upper hand or that you will win. No, because and my therefore... sister stood up to me, and I told this before, but yeah. right around this time, my sister, I was going on and on about how I believe in God now and what that means to me, and my family obviously does not, and I came from a family that if you believe in God or any kind of uh, higher power, you're kind of uh, dumb and an idiot and a, you know just one of the sheep, sheeple. And so I was telling them I believe in God. My dad was not present because I just don't even want to bring this up to my dad yet. But it was my sister and my mom. We were talking about body acceptance and like liking ourselves and possibly the fact that we as women have low self-esteem. And my mom is a person that does not want to admit she has low self-esteem. I love myself. And I go, well, then why do you constantly say I look old and you look old and disgusting? You know, all these mm-hmm. things. It's like it doesn't match with someone. So I told her, she was, well, how am I supposed to do that, Nick? And she's like, you're beautiful and young and tall and thin. And of course you like yourself. And I'm like but I will get old and look older and gain weight because you need fat because you fall more and your bones are brittle. That's why you get fatter and your metabolism slows down. You need fat when you get older. It will happen to me. And should I just hate myself then mom? She goes, well, how are you? And I said, well, I believe like God wants whatever God is wants me to look the way I am. And when I struggle with how I look, I just kind of trust that that's what that's not, it's not in my control. It's not up to me. So it's not like me deciding to be fat. I'm like, God needs me to be fat today. Like, or look this way. And that it was, it was God likes a fat ass. We know that. Yeah. Jesus was a chubby chaser. Yeah. Um, and so my mom, so my, my sister goes, so you just, you believe in God? And I'm like, yeah, I just know God. Like, I just know you, there's nothing you could do to like convince me otherwise. It's just, I, it had an epiphany and I just know. I have to know, otherwise, fuck. And my sister was like, the way you talk, like sometimes it's just like, it's your way or the highway. Like you just know and that no one else can ever. And I go, yeah, because that's, it's me. And I, I, I have, of course I feel that way. Like, I and I go and it was the first time she's ever stood up to me that way she was like just the way you talk it's like no one else can have an opinion and I go you're right I was like but I want so badly for other people to I mean I've ch- had my mind changed by people going actually Nikki no I mean you have before yeah but I just think but I have to change my tone I, I know tone I guess people don't like to hear well it's your tone because it's, it's your so tone vague. because then you go oh you can't hand like but no, I don't feel like when someone yeah. talks. This is the thing when someone like that. We met the owner of that uh, of that theater the other day, and he was a little anti-Semitic. He was a little off his rocker, and he's talking a to little. me a lot off his rocker. No, a, a lot anti-Semitic. Okay, so but me and Emil are sitting there. I thought he was very on his rocker, which is the sad part. John Rocker. That's for two. That's for two <laughs> no, people that me. listen. Oh, you know it. I know John Rocker. <laughs> okay, yeah. wow. Okay. I listen. I know baseball controversy, but I don't know. Well, John Rocker said the N word, which is probably this guy's favorite player. <laughs> um, so, but to my point is, this guy's talking about conspiracy theories, and he's talking about them so intently, and he has like a little bit of data backing it up. Where the last thing I'm going to go is no. America wouldn't kill fucking 3,000 people to get... Like, because you like, don't want to... Because we were, it was the end of the night. You don't want to engage in that. And you're in... He owned the building. He owned the building. But I'm saying a lot of these times, you might I own, own the building. Yes, you own this building. Yes. So, so people might not... Or your sister, for that sure. fact. 
Also, it's annoying to have to have like some people don't want to. They don't sign up for a debate at three in the afternoon. Totally. And but that's that what being I needed said, to hear. but that being said, I think like if you go, you know, I think I, you know, in my opinion, I believe in God as opposed to God is real. That's right. a two different kind of sense. Totally. I, I agree with you, and that's what I needed to hear. Like as soon as she said that, I was like. I fucking respect you so much. Like, not that someone has to earn my respect. Like, it just was like, I needed someone in my family to stand up to me because I, it, I, that's, I want it. I want it. That's what I'm trying to get, to be honest with you, is to be seen and to have someone go, you're this, like, we see what you're doing, Nikki. You want attention. You're mm. not getting it. Like, here you go. Let me give it to you. Like, I'm trying to get, that's how I get love because in my house, you weren't getting attention unless you were, yelling you know yeah. so i think that or or being right or making a good intellectual point like so i need to i need to work on that like i need to i need to acknowledge that i seek attention and closeness from people by screaming with them as opposed to going like hey andrew can i have a hug i'm really sad today and like i would love what to. what would that mean for me to do as opposed to going like do you know that when you leave that light on, blah, 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 like that to me, that's getting you to stay around, mm -hmm. look me in the eyes, talk to me. That gets that gets me the same thing that I, it, it honestly it doesn't get me. It's not getting me what I want, which is like intimacy with friends and loved ones and closeness. Like with this canker sore, like I'm I was so jealous of Brenna last night having like someone with her when she was feeling sick because I was in my room just in so much pain. And I'm like. God, I want, and it wasn't about like you because it's not like you would have been in my room with me if I was cankering out. But it was just like I saw what it, how good it is to have someone go to the doctor, go to the store for you yeah. to get you meds and to like kind of go get you water and like dote on you when you're sick. And I was just like, God, I want that. And I feel like I've done so much to like, I am constantly pushing that away in my life and like don't want it because I feel like. Because there's a part of me that also goes, oh, I'd feel so bad making someone run to the store when they just want to go to sleep or that, you know, all of those things. What, what does it feel like to be able to take care of someone that isn't feeling well? Well, last night, yeah, Brenna was sick. And so around 11 at night and uh, we didn't have any like cold medicine. We just had like yeah, stock up. Yeah. And uh, also whatever, however you want to say, but at, Tylenol is apparently better if it was COVID than Advil. Yeah. So I knew that. It's not and COVID. She got tested she did, Yeah, she got yeah. tested. She was negative. But I was, you know, I don't even think about it. I think like when you love someone and like, it, I've never really felt this where I'm like, like if you I get help. sick from her, okay, I don't yeah. give a fuck. I'm here with you. I'm, I'm riding or dying with you, yes. whatever. And I, when I go to Walgreens, it's not like I'm like, there's not even like a, an, ounce of me going god i want to just go to bed like i can't believe i have to go to walk i'm just in autopilot to make her feel better yes. and that just feels fucking great because it's like I oh you're that... thinking completely outside yourself yeah i saw that yesterday with her did you notice when she was doing laundry she was like i'm just like it was before she started feeling really sick she was like kind of bubbly walking around the apartment she's like doing laundry she asked me if i she wanted like to throw in any of my stuff she's so sweet and she's like i think i'm just doing a lot of laundry because it's like for the first time it's like free and she was just like i want to do it and i'm like get it girl and then um and andrew was like i love it too and she was like yeah and i love doing your laundry and he was like w you said something in response to that you go like yeah it's it's uh 
it's awesome for me because I have I I really need it done. And she said something. She goes, I actually like doing it because I like to think that it makes you happy and it's mm. making your life better. Like you could tell her motivation wasn't because God, he needs it. It was like you get happy when you have clean clothes and someone's taking care when like providing you that. So I want to give that only to make you happy. Not because your clothes are so gross, babe, what's going on. It was just her doing a, uh, an act of love. Yeah. It wasn't about the laundry and it was so apparent. I wish I would have written down exact exactly the interaction but you had responded in some way that was like yeah clean i need my clean i need it so bad like my clothes like i haven't done laundry anyway she goes no i'm just doing it because it seems to she goes or the fact that it just seems to make you happy and i like doing things that make mm -hmm. you happy it was like oh fuck <laughs> it was so sweet it's so nice to see and my mom wrote me last night too and she's like my mom i think had a little uh boozy booze last night and she was texting me and she said, what did she say? It's, I'll do my mom's impression. It was so cute. She goes, um, uh, she's like, oh my God, I sent her, I sent her all these texts, people telling, telling me on, cause she, my mom was at the meet and greet on Saturday night with my dad. And so many people were writing to me being like, your mom is so beautiful. I have never once asked anyone to say that, never solicited that. So I shared it with my mom because last night my mom was having a little bit of like anxiety about being on camera and stuff. And, you know, and as we all do, everyone, especially women of a certain age. And she and I sent her all these tweets that I got and DMs from people. And she's like, she's just being sweet. She'll say anything. And I go, will you not disrespect my fans this way? I didn't ask her to say that. This girl doesn't. So what? So when she also said she had fun at my show, was that a lie, too? Can you maybe think that? And then I realized my mom thinks that when people say she looks beautiful, that they're lying because my mom probably does that to people and is lying. You know, like mm. we don't trust people when we are, you know, people that are so paranoid about being cheated on are usually cheating. And it's like, well, mom, you need to be more honest with other people in your life so that when they're honest with you, you can, if that makes any sense. So she goes, oh, she said the funniest thing. She goes, tomorrow on camera, can you be a better stage daughter? <laughs> and I go, what does that mean? I would, I would love to do that. And she goes, I just think it's funny. Instead of me being a stage mom, you're a stage daughter. And I was like, that is funny. Will you say that on camera? But anyway, um, she goes, and, uh, all right, love you. Has Andrew been making a lot of noise in the other room? Ugh, I hope so. JK. <laughs> So I guess she was saying like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said he's been quiet. He and Brenna are so happy and cute. It's awesome. So happy for him. And that's I was just like writing it. I'm like, oh, it's just spilling out of me. I was just so I'm just so happy for both of you. And I I joke a lot about her being young and and old soul and all those things. But I genuinely am um, like so happy to see you being loved by someone like genuinely and you also doing that back and like just even through the door hearing like the little like giggles and stuff like not through the door but like when i'm walking by yeah, when you have the cup on the door yeah yeah like uh <laughs> when i uh ha have mic to your room secretly when you're pretending to be cleaning the windows on the 12th floor <laughs> with a mustache on yeah yeah you knew that was me <laughs> yeah i knew i'm so scared of heights but i just wanted to see you two being cute where did um, you get the rope uh, uh, listen, I got a lot of it from my depression days that I never used. <laughs> you are <yeah>, the <laughs> oh What do I do with all those little those stools? Wait, what was it? Norm McDonald's joke about 
the 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 shaky stool store next to the rope store. Oh, Something about a suicide. Thing. Yeah. Okay, we got to get to the news, but I'm happy for you, bro. Ah, thanks. Apparently, that's nice. Here we go. You heard it here first. Hey. first. I'm gonna yeah, jump some ambisol in my mouth. Uh, yeah. The shooting relief of ambisol, maximum strength. Who is ever gonna buy ma- ambisol? Minimum. I'm good. Yeah. Ah, ambisol. Yeah. You never hear minimum strength. By the way, there's no it's like a there's, Seinfeld it's, it bit. It is a Seinfeld bet. But is it really? It's about Tylenol, oh. like ex- extra strength. He's like, and Ex- what about the one that's just medium? No one's buying like I just want a little extra know. mild. They just add those words to make you go, ooh, this is near barely legal Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it makes it sound like. Like we're getting away with like uh, we're we're giving you stuff that usually you need a prescription for. That's hilarious. Don't tell anyone. A woman is seeking. Oh, having all have all the swells. Oh yeah. It doesn't feel forced. It's very natural <laughs> when I go have all the have all the swells. Um, a woman is seeking $1 million payout from Geico after allegedly contracting HPV uh, while what? having sex a in a car insured by the company. What? So the company, her car is insured by Geico, and she got HPV in Did her car. Did she put the gear shift off her puss? <laughs> like the we manual. recommended? Yeah, she got it from the, uh, the, the card that you put, your insurance card. Oh, wait. No. No, no. Oh, no. Wait, no. Guy- so her car her car is insured by Geico and yeah. now she got HPV from having sex in her car. I yes. think it was this her boyfriend's car Why that would- was insured. Or her partner's car. Oh. Sue your boyfriend. Yeah, obviously but the boyfriend's obviously poor. Can you sue someone for giving you HPV knowingly? Desperate Maybe. times call for litigious, you know desperation like this is just like an insane claim you know that david i watched this um documentary about david geffen yeah on uh netflix if you don't know who david geffen is neither did i i mean i've always heard his name there's one scene they show from the school of rock do you remember that movie yes uh with jack black and all the parents are like confronting him for the first time about like their kids are obsessed with rock music and all these parents are going, why is my son listening to blah, blah, blah? And then one woman goes, why is my daughter suddenly obsessed with David Geffen? And I, I remember seeing that movie and going, who's David Geffen? I just assumed he was some bassist for something. He's a music producer. He was an agent, a manager, a producer. A He watched this documentary, you guys. My dad recommended it over the weekend. Why I bring it up right now is because David Geffen once sued Neil Young because he he had Neil Young on his one of his record labels, mm-hmm. and Neil Young decided to be uh, to make an experimental album and just kind of deviate from what we expect from Neil Young. And did I can't even believe what Neil Young put out for a while. I mean, you wouldn't recognize him. He was he was kind of being like an eighties like you would th- you would have thought you were watching a Duran Duran video. Yeah, and some of the stuff he was putting out it was like when Garth Brooks did Chris Gaines, kind yeah. of like oh yeah. And Neil Young is in this documentary talking about like, yeah, I, I'm an artist. When you when your record label, your invest you you're not you shouldn't be in it to make a profit. You should be in it to put art out into the world. And that's what you were doing. And sorry. And Geffen, because it bombed so much and he felt so annoyed that he would sign artists and then they would take these like artistic liberties that he got some bad advice and he sued Neil Young. To uh, give because he would give these artists extreme advances. He was great manager, great great uh, agent. Really believed in his artists. Lost a lot of money. Would be, nurture them. Be like he was so cool. 
And he's, but he sued Neil Young for putting out like to, for like not giving you Neil Young. And he goes, I got, Neil Young's like, I got sued for being an artist. They're still really good friends, but they never kind of recovered from that. But just the ridiculousness of suing these these kind of yeah. When you are just like, there have been times I think that I'm like, could I sue for that? Like, is there a way? And you know that woman got H HPV and was just like. The wheels started turning. Yeah. Who can I blame for this? Of the also a million dollars. It's like I mean, it's just it blows my mind that you know, so or someone that slip and falls in Walmart and their yeah. first thought is Oh my god. Hey, where's a mop? Where who why was there no sign? Spade N told me about his mom was walking in a raw stress for less and she there was some piece of equipment that yeah. they were like hanging something and it got left out in the shoe aisle and she tripped over it and sliced her leg like open so like just bleeding everyone just like muscle tissue yeah. was and she, um and david's like you know this is Neil kind Young's of a fall, place probably. to it, yeah it was Neil Young's, Neil Young. <laughs> his you know, music was playing his new kicked. wave phase so did that she was sue? playing in the ross yeah <laughs> did she um, sue no she she was like that was my fault i'm a clumsy old lady and david was like for the first time ever it was kind of a fall in a store where it was like they left like a chainsaw out in the fucking like it was that egregious of like an error and his wife, his mom was just like, no, that was, I'm just clumsy. It was my fault. And not that he was encouraging her to do so, but it was just interesting that like, there are certain people that can go, I would never do that. It's my mm -hmm. fault. I'm clumsy. And then there are people that you're just, oh my God, it would be the worst thing ever. If, you yes. know, there was a guy at my show on uh, Chicago on um, Saturday night for a show, Noah. Um, and I was about to bring up Andrew and his seat fell out uh, from uh, like, I don't know what happened, but one of the, oh, the yeah. seats were rickety anyway. They were great seats. You know, they set them up so it's not standing room only. And this guy's seat f fell and he fell on the ground. It was, you know, truly probably so embarrassing for him. Thank, and I go, I even said, I was like, of anyone whose seat could fall, this guy is the best one. Cause he was just looked like a biker. He was like a tough looking dude. His name is Kenny. Shout out Kenny. You handled it so fucking well. I tried so hard so in that amazing. moment. He's and at a law office right now. That's like why to, you're saying this. I said to Kenny, I was like, please don't sue. I was kind of thinking like, oh, yeah. uh, I was like, let's move on uh, because I don't yeah, yeah. Uh, want any. Please don't call 800-888-MORI <laughs> or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always but like two guys on there. Like I was just d desperate to make Kenny feel better because I yeah, because that girl fell through the meet and greet too. Yeah, Kirsten's friend. And you handled it. You you really did like like handle it so well. She was where the like, first one up because it's so easy to point it. and laugh so or she, feel uncomfortable. She was a little bit drunk. She had drank too much, which I been there. First of all, been in all these situations, you know, where something you draw a lot of attention to yourself because you didn't. He didn't want up the chair to fucking fall or whatever. And this girl uh, had drank a little too much, and she like. The backdrop for my meet and greet, it seems like it might be against a wall. And I, and so she kind of leans back and all of a sudden it's not a wall and then you freak out and then you, but she just like perfectly fell on this little stage and then sat down like, oh, and the whole, but the whole screen falls down. Everyone can watch. It's on Everyone's a stage. Everyone's seeing you. Everyone's yeah. lined up to meet me and they all, she's the first one up and um, Kirsten told me she was so embarrassed and I just want to shout out to her, Taylor. Uh, I like loved you so much more in that moment than if that wouldn't have happened and I want to be friends with you and you were so lovely and maybe you had a little bit too much to drink, but like been there and yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah. I just took her and I was like, listen, I have fallen on stage in the mm -hmm. same way. 
it happens. It's funny. It's a good story. You're okay. And she was just kind of like, I was just trying to like, please just know that this is okay. And, and no don't one sue cares. me. And then there was this one girl. Did you hear the girl in line? Brittany in Kansas. Brittany, not, not cool. Brittany was a little drunk too. And she was like, okay. You've been up there long enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To this girl that just fell. I'm like, let me have time with this girl and have her like kind of recover from it. It reminds me of a, I saw this video. And then Brittany was nice. It's on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. And it's Ronaldo, the soccer player who has, you know, 200 billion fans. Yeah. And there's an, uh, an Asian kid trying to talk to him who speaks, you know, Chinese or Japanese or whatever. And he's trying to speak uh, Renal- Portuguese. Right. And he's having a tough time. And everyone starts laughing at the kid except for Ronaldo and Ronaldo goes no he's doing a good job and like made it a point and everyone in the room shit it's like that quick of one person doing the right thing where everyone goes oh I'm an asshole and that's what it reminded me of of when you helped the girl up and you were like no this isn't we could all point and laugh at her obviously this is and it's all it's gonna happen to all of us and I did that for the guy that fell I go you we're all thinking right now god thank like that would be, what if it were me? You know, we can point and laugh at him, but every one of us here is going, if we live long enough, is going to have a moment like that. So do right now what you would want people to do to you in that moment, which is like, oh, who the fuck cares? It's funny. Fuck it. Oh. And the guy couldn't, he, the guy was so cool. I met him after that, the meet and greet, and he didn't even remember, like, to have that happen right away at a show the whole time, I just didn't want him to be sitting there being like, that was so embarrassing. That was like, you know. I wanted him to be able to have fun, and he did. Kenny was awesome. In 2014, a drunk driver had his penis and a testicle amputated after a horrific crash when he lost control of his car, leaving him a broken neck, jaw, hips, nose, pelvis, and brain injury. And today, he says he feels like more of a man than before his accident. Whoa. It's just one ball left. Yeah, just one ball, I guess. Yeah. He said his penis looks like a stump. Mm, I get it, brother. Uh, <laughs> at least you have a car wreck to blame. Why does it on. he say that? Why does he feel like more of a man? He said he they had to that? amputate my well manhood. It's like they chopped a tree down and it's a stump. I want to tell the world about the emotional toll this took and will always take on me. It has forever changed my life in a way that I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. Mm. Happily single, he said, I feel like I can open up about it. I'm not ashamed anymore. Life's hard, but it's made me a lot more confident in myself. I yes. realize it's not the most important thing, and that doesn't make you who you are. Love it. You know, if anyone out there is listening or that might have a, a penis that they're not thrilled about and think and like to blame and like to think not blame, but like think, oh, women are never going to love me because of this or, you know, maybe some women won't. Some really like insecure women themselves because we can only the way we judge others is the way we judge ourselves. And so. You know, maybe there are some women that won't want to be with you, but um, I would I would definitely be in a relationship with a guy with a stump for a penis and like that survive. Uh, There's a lot of TikToks going. Even if he was born with a stump and didn't have a cool like DUI story, you know. Well, guess what? There's He's in St. Louis. Of, oh, <laughs> he is. He's sitting next to you. God, I love uh, I love disabled guy. I I hate to say that, but I when I when a guy walks up. That has like an injury or like uh, needs help getting up the stairs or it's just like just there's something about a guy with a that in a wheel just any kind of guy I just feel like they've been through a lot it's like it's the same way I feel about men when I meet them and they have a lot of trauma from their childhood I'm just like attracted to people who have persevered 
past a lot of stuff. So I, I, there's a sexiness to it um, that I can't deny. Yeah, if they can handle the wheelchair, wheelchair, they can handle debating with you. You know, exactly. <laughs> The commander will. The commander will take your wheelchair. And... You like a guy with a peg leg because you're a pirate. Yeah, oh, there you go, commander. <laughs> I'm gonna get a telescope. I mean, I think uh, there's there's these TikToks now where it's like girls holding up like seven eight inches. Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't want that nine to ten inches. Not for me. And then it's you know four to five inches in the way. Oh, yeah. And then like, nice. some guy will cut it to just this short guy going, let's fucking go. <laughs> He's just so fucking stoked That's on it. Cute. And it is like it, it does. I mean, it is nice to put that out in the world that some girls don't need a long, what about long dick lesbians? man. What about lesbians? Yeah. What about lesbians, y'all? Like, what, they're very, y'all? <laughs> they're very hot women that have been into men before and then suddenly they're dating a woman. Do you think they're just like sad the whole time? Hey, let's go to break and then um, come back and do Why Do I Care? And then get into Reddit. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important. The future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most. Us. But not anymore. New Conair Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girlbomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girlbomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girlbomb's ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power. The kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Why do I care? Why do I care? Uh, Why do you care, Nick? Okay, Chelsea Handler says she has hope, quote unquote, for everyone in this world after falling in love at the age of 46. Um, Yes, I agree. Uh, I I think that, um, yeah, I have, uh, it gave me a lot of hope too because I know she was just like, I'm done. Or like, it might not happen for me. Um, And she also posted the other day or yesterday, a picture of herself looking good, good, good. I mean, she's a gorgeous woman, but so gorgeous. And she said, maybe it's three days of... Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. Three um, weeks of no alcohol. Eh, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if this new love she's found has made her reevaluate um, her drinking. Because she's always been a big advocate of, like, getting drunk. And it's only, it's always, like, kind of made me be go, like, oh, God, I want to drink because it looks cool and she's mm-hmm. so able to thrive and she have just looks like someone that like a martini in her hand just makes sense you know what i mean like she just i don't know why just something about her it's just like it just goes with her she yeah it, and then but yeah. she's done it that's the thing yeah. it's like with drinking i always go you know when people are kind of on the fence about quitting and I know a lot of you are out there and you'll want to zip past this because you just don't want to quit yet. And you just you kind of know it's looming and you're like, I'm not ready. Then you don't need to yet. But th- there comes a point where you go, man, I have this coming up and I'm not going to be able to drink for this and all this. And I just go, you've already had your fun. It's over. The party's over. The parties have to end at some point. Or a new kind of party can start, I guess. You Truth. But I think that sometimes I just want... I, I would get depressed when I thought about not drinking anymore and I go, how am I going to do next, you know, Christmas Eve, I like to have, I like to get drunk with my family, my birthday, blah, blah, blah. St. Patrick's, whatever it is that you go, what is that without drinking? Well, don't, someday you're going to die and that you were not going to be able to have those anymore. So like, I'm not that, you maybe just like, that's, you're dying. That part of your life, you're it's over. Things have to end. And so just because your life continues and you're like, I could keep drinking, Maybe just go. It it's it's over. It's I had my fun. life isn't over. Just life drinking is, is over. But the thing is, life yeah. will be over sometimes. So like, you can't keep doing everything forever. But like, you can you can put an end to it and not be sad about it and be like, wow, it was like I had my fun. Like I had so much fun with drinking. I'm grateful for all the good times I had that I'll never remember. But it's just like you just don't get to do everything you want to do forever. That's the thing that I think people have to realize is like, just because you want. Doesn't mean you get. For me, though, for some reason, this Chelsea Handler, when, when, or like, not just with, but just when someone goes, there's hope for everyone. Mm-hmm. It just, it comes off a little ick to me because, like, it's like, okay, we get it. Like, but you could be broken up in two months. It's like, it just, it comes off a little to me, like, a little, like, oh, like, even I, like, it honestly helped me. I will really? say, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because 
first of all, it was someone that was in her life for a while that she didn't even like. The fact that, and she's someone who just like she knows the score. Like she yeah. knows who. Like she's a boss bitch, and it's like I put. I them don't in need this. love. Yeah, and like for her to be able to reach a place where she is able to find this deep love that she was. It's not like she just met this guy on Bumble. Like it, it was someone that she wouldn't have even thought. Like that's what I like is that she. Not that it was. I'm not trying to be like you and I, Andrew, or something, or like a guy friend of mine. I'm don't. I'm not putting. I'm not saying that with it. But I'm just saying things that I think I have figured out. I might not have figured out, yeah. or they might change in a way that I go, "Oh my god, I never even like." Like it could be a girlfriend of mine, or or it could just be a different type of person that I would have never looked at before that I haven't met yet. You know, yeah. like I just think that so many times I just go. You know, I don't need anyone. I'm fine. Because she really, the thing is, I think she got him at a time where she really did start to like herself and be okay with being alone. And I think once you're really okay with yourself and being alone, that's when you're able to let someone in and you're not like, I need someone. And the standing ovation he gets all the time. It's hot. Final thought. It's time for Reddit dump. We're doing a quick episode today just because, you know, I'm cankering out. Bitches, but I, I'm feeling good now because I just dumped ambisol in my mouth. Okay. Uh, this is your Reddit dump. I thought it said canker mode. We should do the canker mode. All right, here we go. Oh, I love this. This is Paul McCartney on acid. I fucking love this. Noah, forgive me. This is a little bit of a long one to play. It's it's Paul McCartney getting interviewed about having admitted to a journalist that he did LSD. Okay? While out on LSD? No, he's not on oh, LSD. Okay. This is what I thought. It says on acid, so you think he's on it, That's but it's about him talking okay. about it. About four times. And where did you get it from? Oh, you know, I mean, if I was to say where I got it from, you know, it's illegal and everything. It's silly to say that. Do you believe that this was a, a matter which you should have kept private? Mm, but the thing is, you know, that I was asked a question by a newspaper. And... The decision was whether to tell a lie or to uh, tell him the truth, you know. I decided to tell him the truth. But I I really didn't want to say anything, you know, because if I had my decision, uh, you know, if I had it my way, I wouldn't have told anyone, you know, because I'm not trying to spread the word about this. But the man from the newspaper is the man from the mass medium, you know. I'll keep it a personal thing. If he does too, you know, if he keeps it quiet. But he wanted to spread it. So it's his responsibility, you know, for spreading it. Not mine. I fucking love this. Hold on. But you're a public figure. But you're a public figure. You must have known. You said it in the first place. We've made the newspapers. Yes, but to say it, you know, is only to tell the truth. I'm telling the truth, you know. I don't know what everyone's so angry about. Well, do you think you have now encouraged your fans to take drugs? I don't think it'll make any difference, you know. I don't think... My fans are going to take drugs just because I did, you know. But the thing is, that's not the point anyway. You know, I was asked whether I had or not. And then from then on, the whole bit about how far it's going to go and how many people it's going to encourage is up to the newspapers and up to you, you know, on television. I mean, you're spreading this now at this moment. This is going into all the homes, you know, in Britain. And I'd rather it didn't, you know. But you're asking me the question. You want me to be honest. I'll be honest, you know. Yes. Mm. Don't you love that? Yeah, it's I do. not even about LSD. It's about telling the truth. And when journalists ask questions and celebrities tell the truth about their personal lives or anyone for that matter, 
it's the press that's getting the information. It's not them. And he was going to tell. He's not a liar. So now we're mad at him for not lying to us. Please, please, Paul, lie to us. Someone made a comment that said that I loved Paul McCartney on the media. Wait. Oh, it said. Uh, uh, da, da, da. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me just find this. Paul, isn't it your responsibility as a public figure to shut up and conform? And and do you feel guilty now for telling the truth to a reporter? That's essentially what the guy yeah. was asking. I it's, loved how he spun it. I did. I did. I I enjoyed it. I think it's it is interesting when people go, well, do you think people will take drugs now? Because, well, I mean, every single guy had a mustache because of the Beatles. So I'm sure, you know. Yeah, I'm sure I mean, that it's, it's definitely. And it's they were like the only band. Drugs. Yeah, I want to grow a mustache and take acid and, but the thing and is, lose my penis. But Well, I heard that on LSD, Paul McCartney has always said about LSD that his life is before and after LSD. Like that's where it splits and not the Beatles or not yeah. the British invasion LSD. Like it changed everything. And that to me was the mind of a man who's done LSD. That's just like, I'm not going to lie. He's honest. He's a vegan. He's a good man. He's like, there's gotta be something too about those times when, you know, TV was just coming out, you know, like life, there were so many more rules and like, like judgment from religion and society. So when you took acid back then, it opened up your world. Like we could go to yeah. the internet. Like the internet is a little acidy for a lot of people that want to find things that they never sure. could have seen. But back then you take acid and you're like, what the f <laughs> Like these are the thoughts I can have because I've been so like ingrained in my head to f wear this outfit and comb my hair this way I mean, talking and think about these things that way yeah yeah I mean, that's i've gotten to that place of like i'm not gonna lie anymore because i've read sam harris's book and he's done a lot of lsd to get to a place of like lying is not hel helping the world be honest and so i think paul was able to get to that place from lsd but i'm you're right i'm able to get lessons from people who've done it because they're able to talk about it and i'm yeah. able to read stuff online and listen to podcasts but you're right. They must. It must have blown their mind. Oh that, like, my god! They like. Oh, a TV could be colored. Well, that like, was in the, their head. That was <laughs> like, the 70s. You know, in the 60s, yeah. like the hippie movement was just people just like going to those places and like taking LSD and then making posters of like what they saw. Like everything was just like yeah, like you know tapestries and like patchouli and lava lamps. Like it's all <laughs> representations of this. Um, I do. A, I do oh, find it interesting though when the when someone goes, well, I'm just. There's a, a weird the relationship truth. with like uh, celebrity and media in the sense of like, okay, you're kind of talking shit about media, but without media, especially back then, yeah, you would have no money in your pocket. So it's like, but he's saying spread the. He's not. He's not saying media is bad. He's saying it's up to the. It's don't blame me for yes. the fact that I didn't want to help. I wasn't out there writing songs going. Do LSD and beat your wife. Lucy in the sky with now, diamonds. That wasn't telling people to do LSD. <laughs> now, and that's in the comes back to the Neil Young thing. Like he he is an artist. He doesn't. He needs the media to you know put out his yeah. art. But it's not. He doesn't. He wasn't wanting to. And a lot of these guys do want to get on their soapbox and stuff. But you know, Kendall Jenner poses with a cigarette in a photo, and everyone's like, "You're telling people to." The controversy around it becomes more of a. Yes, then the actual picture. Yeah, so, highlighting. Yeah. So this one uh, was from Taylor Swift, the subreddit Taylor Swift, but this one got around everywhere. This is almost like a sports moment. Clayton Kershaw, did you hear what he said about Taylor Swift? No. Dodgers starting pitcher Clayton Kershaw said, if you don't like Taylor Swift, you're just lying to yourself. If you're a dude and you think you don't like her, just get over yourself. 
Wow. <laughs> that was a quote. He's a badass, That they aired on too. ESPN. Uh, loved it. Um, He's a great pitcher. He's, like, honestly one of the best in the ever. Really? Yeah. Um, ever. Uh, yeah, I've heard his name before a lot, and I, I loved that quote. Okay, here's something interesting. This is from um, Antinatalism, which is, like, against being born. I guess it's, like, a subreddit about... Let me just see what that even means. A community for antinatalism, the philosophical position that assigns a negative value to birth... Uh, it's a hangout. This is a hangout for antinatalists, not as a debate forum. Those who assign a positive or ambivalent value to birth are not welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. There was just something that attracted me. And yeah. I'm anti like having more babies. But this is interesting. Ancestral mathematics. In order to be born, you needed two parents, four grandparents, eight, grand- oh, eight great grandparents. Yeah. 16 second great great parents, 32 third great grandparents, 64 fourth great grandparents, 128 fifth great grandparents, 256 seventh great grandparents, or sorry, sixth great grandparents, 512 seventh great grandparents, 1044? 24. Oh. Eighth, you're really good at math. 2048? Yes. How do you know? You're just doubling it. Oh. <laughs> Ninth great grandparents said it says for you to be born today from 12 previous generations, you needed a total of 4,094 ancestors yeah. over the last 400 years. I mean, isn't that wild that your existence depended on that? Just you being born out of all the sperms is one in like a billion. Like it's, it's insane that we're sitting right here. It really is. And we forget that all the time. I love that. I watched um, a, a movie. It's, it's on YouTube. It's called Quest for Fire has no dialogue it's just about like i don't know like cave people and how they had to keep um like fire ongoing otherwise they like you know they can't survive it was very interesting like the tomb but, of the unknown soldier like needs to keep going yeah uh and it was just like made me think about how challenging and how much life sucked back then and how lucky we are today <sighs> Just, yeah, the life before air conditioning and heat is wild. Yeah. Or, or the idea before refrigeration where you just had to you had to kill something and like eat it within two days or like you're dead. I don't know. It's just fucking there like was every so day. Joy. <laughs> joy came from orgasms, eating, uh probably sleeping. It was yeah. just like there was there's so That's many. That's why you go to war. Life was so boring and horrible, you might as well kill another guy. Yeah, I mean, life now is so, we are, I mean, reading this Cupid's Poison Arrow, just the amount of dopamine fixes we can get at any given moment, me sitting in this, me rubbing my dog, my domesticated pet, just like, oh, yeah. baby boy, me. In air conditioning. In air conditioning. Using electricity. That We're suit. talking to someone in Arizona right now. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, that's not making someone. my life any better, but I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what'd you say, Noah? I said Someone. Someone, I'm your not friend. just someone, a mediator. Um, yeah, the mediator. Um, yeah, it's just like it's. It really is. We're but you always hear well. though, which I find uh, it's hacky at this point. But when people are like, "Oh, you're complaining about you know pronouns, or you're complaining about this," back in the day, you, I mean, we're just making up things to complain about. You hear that a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like from people. What do you feel about that? Like when people are like, "You're just." Coming up with things I to be. I get really annoyed at the whole, you know, I. Not just pronoun, but like anything that, but where that like. that mostly really bugs me. Just let, let any, who can, you have, so you have to now call, like get a little bit awkward when you might call someone her when they want to be called they. 
they'll tell you, hey, I prefer they. Then it's a little bit awkward for you. But if they prefer that, what does it fucking matter to you? But like, I think they're cares? saying the people that want to be called they are making the problem. So what? Yeah. If they are, even if someone is, you know, I've said this before with the trans movement. Even if someone is choosing to, it, it is not really trans and just wants attention or just wants to be non-binary just because they want attention. How sad that that there's some there's a lot going on in that person's life that they need love so bad that they want to yeah. do that. Just give it to them. Just fucking give it to them. And you can maybe if you, you can secretly behind their back go, oh, they just want attention and and get some joy, dopamine hits out of making fun of them. But it's if it, if you're really that angry about having to call people differently, like. Look at your own life and think about like what, wh why, what is it such a, is it such a burden to you? Like I just don't get it. And like I have a couple friends who just kind of roll their eyes about the non-binary thing of like, oh now they're going as Kos. Like there's a new one called Ke. I think that people literally go by. Well, Ke said this. Like it's not neither he or she or they. It's just a thing. And I go fine. Who cares? Like. It, maybe it's a little cur. Maybe that person wants attention. But like, I, I mean, the whole, I watched Dave Chappelle's special last night or, or enough of it to maybe feel like I can say something about it. But I mean, I, I, I love how that guy can tell a story. He is, I learned a lot watching it. I love Chappelle. Um, I, I didn't, I was kind of like half, I mean, I shouldn't even comment because I was kind of half watching it, but, um, and I was in so much canker pain, but <laughs> I just the t I'm so tired of jokes about women who used to be men so they like have a beard or they have like they're bigger or like just making fun of trans people for not looking r the way that they want to look or like not passing or being like it's just I I'm not saying you c you shouldn't be able to make fun of it because yes it's inherently a little bit silly to see someone a man in a dress because we're used to seeing it's a surprising thing right so equals comedy but you do should you be able to make fun of it yes make fun of it all you want if you want but to me i do have feelings and compassion for people who have had more struggle than others i prefer to and i've made those jokes before too i'm not gonna take myself out of it but my argument is we don't need to ban the jokes about it, but we need to understand that the reason we don't need to do those jokes is because, first of all, they've all been made. A guy in a dress, oh my gosh, he had a lower voice, whatever. Uh, uh, they're not, like, just the, oh, it's oh, a guy wearing lipstick. Like, that kind of stuff's been made fun of enough. And those trans people have a higher rate of suicide than any other, um, you know, than any other group, I believe. They... They have only known people making fun of them and probably judging and hating them for who they are. Why do we need to make more jokes? Like, I get it that you're allowed to. I'm not saying ban it and you should be canceled for making fun of them. But just I, when you're making, why? Why why hurt someone that's already gone through so much to get to a place where, where they are? So that's why I hope to choose not to, like, that's why I don't make fun of fat people. They already are getting made fun of so much their whole lives that they've struggled with it because it's just something that society for some reason feels like it's okay to make fun of. Comedians who are, you know, the best at making fun of things and pointing out what's different and what should be making fun of, why add to it? Yeah. It's not even about punching down. I don't think these people are down necessarily. It's just like, they've been through enough. Like, and yeah, I make jokes about the home about homeless people, but I'm making jokes about the fact that 
there's shit in the streets now because the homeless crisis is so terrible. We don't take care of mental illness. It's not, I'm not like, they shit in the streets. What's wrong with them? If I were homeless, I'd be better than that. No, I would shit in the street too. I'm just saying, there, comedy doesn't need to be this like, if you can't take it, you're not a comedian. Yeah. Fucking, I just say whatever. There should be compassion in comedy. Why not? I feel you. And Dave Chappelle is a very compassionate person. You can tell he's a very sweet person. And I need to watch the rest of the special to see where it goes. But there were a couple of jokes of like, you know, I like beating up a, a woman that he was like something about her. Just make if there was a little bit of that, like making fun of yeah women who look present as men. For, yeah. I mean, his big th- like and you see it now on Twitter. And what happens is, is goes he, his, his argument was essentially that, you know, African-Americans are below gay people in regards to uh you know society caring about them right. and that's and obviously there's tons of african-american gay people so it's like okay well where does that cross over but besides that point it's like you know um we care so john gruden got fired recently and he had he said racist remarks right and then he said homophobic remarks and now all of a sudden he's He's quitting. He had to. He was fired. Essentially, they let him get away with the racist remarks. That's what people. So people take Chappelle's special and they go, "Well, here it is. Here's a reason." He said, yeah. but he also said about three thousand. They went through all his emails, so he had like not only homophobic, but he had way more racist, way more homophobic. Like he went after everybody, right? But people want to take you know what Chappelle said, and that's what people do is then they go, "Oh, well, here's an instance of it where you know." And so it's like I think like. There's nuance in Chappelle, like a little bit more than people want to say. Like a lot of people treat it at surface level, but a lot of people are going to take what he says. And then I think like what, and it's not just Chappelle, but people take what people say that with nuance and then they go, they use it to back up maybe their actual home, like their actual like beliefs yeah, that might be shitty. Jumping out of their seats. Like you see in the special, there's a couple idiots who just stand up and clap when Chappelle, and Chappelle's not making these jokes to start a rally. Against, no, like, that's for what I'm, yeah, hate. exactly. But the, his, his audience might misinterpret it. Exactly. And you're, you know what? Yeah. You're absolutely right. Like, uh, in terms of making jokes based on stereotypes of the differences of black and white people, yeah, I guess I, I could lean off that too because black people, I need to consider that they've been through a lot more discrimination and like maybe, uh, I mean, there's no doubt they've been through more discrimination and felt uh, could could have felt worse about themselves coming up because of like the comments that they hear. So yeah, I should have compassion. Like I extend it to everyone, but yeah, I mean, I could see that argument of like, oh, now suddenly people are listening because it's white people. White, white gay people, yeah. Yeah, white gay people. Yeah. And it was an interesting point he made about that two bla- if two black guys called the cops, the cop would show up and not go, which one of you, they'd just be both. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's, you know, I love Chappelle. I got to watch the rest of it, but we got to go. Uh, thank right. you guys so much for listening. As always, don't be cut out there. And Jack, Jack. in the box. Oh, good one. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level. With Conair Girlbomb, available at Walgreens. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.